The Dallas Stars bounced back in a big way on Monday night with a 4-1 to win over the St. Louis Blues, and there's a ton of different players to give credit to, and I intend to do just that on today's episode of Locked on Stars. We'll talk about Scott Wedgwood, Jason Robertson, and the third line featuring Jamie Benn, Wyatt Johnston, and Ty Delandria. A big, fun Tuesday episode coming your way on today's Locked on Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bing bong. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Tuesday, November 29th. Whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube or the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. We are free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. You can also find us on social media at Locked On Stars, both on Twitter and Instagram, and my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. Now let's jump into today's episode. Uh, A pretty fun episode based on some of the more recent ones that we've had to do or some of the more recent things we've talked about. A less than ideal weekend for the Stars with an overtime loss to the Jets at home and then just a a brutal, maybe, maybe the worst loss of the season just as far as having to watch the game and just kind of seeing the Stars struggle on Saturday night in Colorado. But the Stars bounce back in a big way with their first regulation win in St. Louis since March 2nd of 2019. This from Saad Yusuf of The Athletic, friend of the show, tweeted this out. The last time the Stars won in St. Louis in regulation, again, March 2nd, 2019, Jim Montgomery was still the head coach. Miro Haskinen was 19. Jamie Benn scored a hat trick. John Klingberg had a three-point night. And here's here's the crazy part. Taylor Fadun, Ben Lovejoy, and Roman Pollock played on defense, and Ben Bishop saved 29 of 30 shots. So it had been a little bit since the Stars got a regulation win against the Blues in St. Louis, but better late than never. And, you know, that streak had to end at some point, and it just happened to be last night with a pretty dominant win. The Stars, of course, rocking the victory green sweaters on the road, a pretty rare occurrence in back-to-back games. And then they're going to go straight back to wearing victory green for the next five games at home. But let's talk about last night's game and just how you really could not script a better bounce-back game, a better response for a game than what the Dallas Stars put out on the ice On Monday, I mean, we talked about that ugly loss in Colorado on Saturday. There was so much sloppy play in the defensive zone in that game, as well as some of the previous games, the game against Winnipeg on Black Friday, and even that game against the Chicago Blackhawks. The Stars eventually able to overcome their mistakes and get that comeback win, but a lot of really sloppy and, you know, preventable turnovers in those games that caused those teams to either score a lot of goals, whether it was a win or a loss, but the Stars able to flip that script on its head on Monday night in St. Louis, and they turn it around pretty quick in 48 hours. And I think one of the biggest plays that kind of just encapsulates the whole performance on the defensive end was Yoel Kiviranta's stick save on a wraparound attempt from 
Blues forward Jordan Cairo. One of the best defensive plays of the night. Wedgwood kind of out of the net trying to make a play on one side of the net. And, and Cairo seemed had a very wide open net for a wraparound opportunity. But Yoel Kiviranta, who made a lot of really good plays, but that was probably his best one, was the stick save in the crease, keeping Cairo and the Blues off the board and keeping the game at 0-0 for the moment. But the team in general, not just Yoel Kiviranta, plenty of other players played much cleaner and much smarter in their own zone, and that made things very difficult for the Blues, who did get their fair share of looks in this game, but they really could not get a ton going consistently. They would have stretches where they would get some nice looks on net, at least get some shots sent Scott Wedgwood's way, but all in all, the Stars' defense just played much tighter, much more sound, which was a breath of fresh air based on what we had seen from them over the past week or so, where it really just seemed like they could not control themselves or manage themselves in close around the net. But you want to talk about the crease, you want to talk about the net, you have to give some flowers to Scott Wedgwood, who didn't know that he was starting this game until around 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, the thrills and challenges and trials of being a backup goaltender in the NHL is you sometimes never know when your next start is going to be, and it can sometimes sneak up on you when you least expect it. Scott Wedgwood, of course, played the second game of a back-to-back on Saturday in Colorado. Not his best outing by any means, but it seemed like Jake Ottinger was going to be back in the fold for this game on Monday night, but then it's reported during warm-up that he is sick, Jake Ottinger, and that he would be backing up, which he did back up Scott Wedgwood in this game. But Scott Wedgwood having to go from thinking he's off for who knows how many games consecutive to having to be prepared to play a full 60-minute game against a division rival on the road in a game where you desperately need two points to keep yourself afloat for the lead in the division, but also just get a little bit of momentum going into this next homestand. And boy, did Scott Wedgwood step up for this team. 23 of 24 saves, certainly not not the heaviest barrage of shots, but still made some fantastic saves and some big moments for this team. Uh, the one, that, again, that kind of comes to mind in this game was the diving glove save in the first period, going to his left, I believe, uh, on a shot from uh, Buchnevich of the St. Louis Blues, a one-timer, just a nice glove save, extending himself and preventing that puck from going in the back of the net off of a odd man rush in favor of of St. Louis. And this was just a huge bounce back game for the team overall, but especially Wedgwood. It was just tough to watch on Saturday to see Colorado get those looks and bury those pucks against him because Wedgwood at many times this season has looked really good whenever he had to step in uh, in relief for Jake Ottinger when he was injured with that lower body injury. He played phenomenal and helped propel this team to several wins, keeping them again afloat for the top spot in the division. And he steps up yet again uh, in something that you know was not really in his control or anyone's control. Uh, according to Pete DeBoer after the game, this seems to be something flu-like, uh, and apparently this is something that has been slowly making its way through the team, but it hasn't really sidelined anyone that I know of up to this point, at least We've seen a few guys be healthy scratched. Haven't really heard too much as far as sickness, but I guess it got to Jake maybe a little bit harder than some of the other members of the team. But DeBoer said if it's anything like what some of the other players have been experiencing, it should be a 24-hour thing. So that would lead me to believe that Jake Gottinger should be good to go for the Stars next game. They play at home against the Anaheim Ducks. So I imagine if he's healthy and he's ready to go, that we'll see the return of number 29. But number 41 also deserves some credit for his performance. And he's a huge reason why the Stars got this win. Well, we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we will talk about another big reason why the Stars got the win. A guy that is just becoming a recurring segment 
on the show. We'll talk about Jason Robertson and his continued march into the history books right after this. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They are always the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting fix. College football is going into its championship weekend. SEC title game, Georgia versus LSU. You got the Big 12 title game, TCU versus Kansas State. Tons of great college football matchups coming up this weekend, as well as NFL, NBA, and NHL action that you can bet on by going to BetOnline's website today, or you can use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action happening around the sports world. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. All right, next up, I want to talk about Jason Robertson. Surprise, surprise. I feel like he's getting his own segment every episode now and has been for about the past 16 games. Thank you again for making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow on your favorite podcasting platform. Thank you for the continued support. Now let's talk about the wonder kid of this team, Jason Robertson. He scored yet another goal and continued his point streak, now pushing it to 16 consecutive games with at least one point scored on the score sheet. And this was, uh, I mean, Jason Robertson waited a little bit till the final act of this game in order to get that coveted point, that highly sought after point slash goal. Time started to wind down on Monday night's game, and I started to think, well, it looks like the Stars are lined up for a win here. They're up by one goal. They've been playing good defense. They've been getting their looks on offense, but it looks like the, the Jason Robertson streak, unfortunately, is going to come to an end, but I was willing to live with the fact that the Stars were going to get two points, and I imagine Jason Robertson would have been pleased with that as well, but there was still time left in the game. I was wrong because Jason Robertson, seemingly out of nowhere, gets his 19th goal of the season off of a block in the defensive zone that turned into a breakaway opportunity where it was just him versus Jordan Bennington, and it, Jason Robertson won that battle definitively. And honestly, I feel like that's a goal that washes away all of the bad demons that somehow plagued the Stars since that 2019 playoff matchup. Against the Blues, Robertson not on that team, but now he has come, and he is now the seemingly the offensive leader of this team. And with that goal, I feel like he just washes away all of the bad memories, all of the demons from that 2019 playoff series. So Jason Robertson playing the role of hero for more reasons than one. His 19th goal of the season, which now leads the NHL, which I'm assuming that's still accurate. At the time of recording this, Connor McDavid actually did score his 17th goal of the season in a game against the Florida Panthers. That game currently in the third period right now. So I get maybe he scores two more goals and ties it up or even more. But at this moment, recording at just before 1045 on Monday night, Jason Robertson, the leader of the National Hockey League in goals with 19. And the, Jason Robertson, I mean, just had an absolutely incredible month 
of November. I mean, he ended his month of November with an absolute bang. 15 goals, 11 assists, 26 points in total in only 14 games played in the month of November. The Stars, of course, played 14 games in the month of November, and Jason Robertson had more goals than games played. And then you also throw in 11 assists into the mix, which he also was the recent recipient of the NHL's first star of the week. But honestly, uh, it should be a surprise to no one that he is likely going to be the star of the month. Of course, still a couple days left in the month of November. But I don't think you can argue that anyone else in the league has been as dominant and as impressive offensively as Jason Robertson. I mean, he continues to elevate his game night in and night out, finding ways to score, finding ways to put his team in a position to win, or really, you know, giving his team the win. It seemed like there was a chance that the Blues could inch their way back into this game and maybe force overtime, only being down a goal with just above four minutes left. But Jason Robertson buries that puck to give the Stars that 3-1 to one lead, giving them the insurance that eventually led to Miro Haskinen's empty net goal to truly put it away and I mean you look at the month of November across the NHL it's Jason Robertson and Jamie Benn who we're going to talk about in just a second after you know we're going to take another quick break here in a bit but with Jason Robertson I mean truly now I feel like we've been saying it and kind of hinting at it but at this point if you don't think Jason Robertson belongs in the Hart Trophy conversation, you you either fall into one of two categories. You don't watch the sport. You haven't been keeping up with the NHL this season and watching as many games as you can. I know you can't necessarily watch every single game, but you either don't keep up with the sport and you don't pay attention to who's doing well or who's doing what this season, or you are an Edmonton Oilers fan who thinks that McDavid should just be handed the award every season because he plays in Canada and because he is a talented player. And I know there's a lot of adversity that Jason Robertson still has to fight. He, of course, has to continue to play at a high level. I mean, it just feels unheard of. And it would be groundbreaking and historic for a player from Texas, Dallas, Texas, to win the Hart Memorial Trophy, the MVP of the National Hockey League, a state that is near the bottom of the country geographically and nowhere near the East Coast. I mean, it would be absolutely insane. But if you have watched NHL hockey this season, and you've watched Dallas Stars games, there should be no doubt in your mind that Jason Robertson should be in contention for, and possibly even at this point, a favorite to win the Hart Memorial Trophy. I know I'm going to sound biased because I cover the Stars, but if you've been watching this team, if you've been watching the NHL this season, you have to believe it as well. What we're seeing from number 21 is nothing short of spectacular. Well, we're going to take one more quick break, and when we come back, we will continue to talk about spectacular things. We'll talk about the Dallas Stars' third line and the impact that they had on last night's win right after this. Closing out this Tuesday episode of Locked on Stars, continuing to talk about last night's authoritative win, 4-1, to the Stars over their rivals, the St. Louis Blues at Enterprise Center. Uh, their first matchup of the season. They won't see each other again until very, very late in the season at the end of April, near the end of the season. Kind of weird how the schedule falls that way, but nice to have the upper hand on this team as of right now. And you look at the game last night, all four lines for the Stars were playing very well. We saw a few shifts in the lineup just to try to shake things up a little bit. We saw some changes on the defensive pairings and we saw some movement. Roddick Foxa jumps from the fourth line to playing center on the second line with Mason Marchment and Tyler Sagan. That was a really good trio. Really liked what we saw from them. The first line and the third line stay the same. And then we see Denis Gurionov move down to play the wing position on the right side alongside Luke Glendening at center 
and Yoel Kiviranta at the other wing spot. So a few changes, but again, we saw consistency with the Robertson, hence Pavelski line at the top. And then on the third line, we saw the line of what has become known as Ben and the kids, Jamie Ben, Wyatt Johnston, Ty Delandry. And this continues to just be a hidden gem of a trio in the NHL and for this Dallas Stars team. I mean, when you game plan for the Stars, if you're any of their opponents, you likely go straight to that top line and you likely go straight to Miro Haskinen and try to find ways to exploit those guys and beat those guys, as you should. Those are good players that you do need to do your homework on and do the scouting report on if you want a chance to beat the Dallas Stars. But now I feel like you have to add that third line to the mix because they have proven over the past month they can be just as lethal, if not more, than that top line. Although that top line still played very well uh, for checking, goal scoring. They can do a little bit of everything. But let's take a look at this Ben Johnston Delandria line. Last night, they recorded nine minutes and 34 seconds time on ice. One goal, 0.67 expected goals for, which was the best of any line for the Stars last night, according to Natural Stat Trick. Six scoring chances and four high danger chances. I mean, these guys were flying up and down the ice, and they do so every single game. You watch these three guys when they're out there on the ice. They play incredibly hard on the entire 200-foot sheet of ice, whether they're on the offensive end, the defensive end, they finish their checks, they fight along the board, and they do their best to win puck battles, and they also are unselfish. They pass the puck, and they get good scoring opportunities. They seemingly generate those scoring opportunities with ease. Wyatt Johnston scored a goal last night. Ty Delandria scored a goal last night. Wyatt Johnston is actually now third in the National Hockey League amongst rookies in goals. He now has six on the season. Only Shane Pinto of the Ottawa Senators and Matty Beneers of the Seattle Kraken have more. Pinto with eight and Beneers with seven. Johnston continuing to trend upward and prove that he truly does belong in the NHL and that his days of junior hockey are far, far behind him. And Ty Delandria, of course, a guy who we've talked about a lot recently on this show, he continues to grow and develop. He now has his fourth goal of the season on maybe the prettiest play we've seen from the Stars all season. I, I encourage you, if you haven't seen it already, or maybe you've just forgotten it uh, from last night's game after a good night's sleep, go back and watch that Ty Delandria scoring play. The passing and just the puck movement on that play is, is beautiful. It's breathtaking. Movement from Johnston to Ben Delandria. I, I mean, just a thing of beauty. I I'm running out of things to describe it as. Just go watch it if you've already, whether you've already seen it or you haven't seen it yet. It, it is worth your time. Maybe one of the best plays from the Stars this season as far as movement of the puck and passing and just being unselfish. All three of those guys. I think it's rubbing off because you know Jamie Benn is going to be a pass first guy. He's only going to shoot it, shoot it if he has a, a wide open shot or a really good look. But if he has an opportunity to feed it to a teammate, he is 100% going to do that. And he'll also throw in a good goalie screen every now and then like we saw him do on Johnston's goal in the second period. But the Stars have desperately needed depth scoring. They needed it all last season. And that was one of the biggest questions and concerns coming into the 22-23 season. Who was going to step up and provide that secondary scoring behind Robertson, Hintz, and Pavelski? And it seems like the, the answer as of right now has been this third line. The second line has had their moments, but there's just been a revolving door on the third spot alongside Sagan and Marchman. And of course, the fourth line contributes every now and then. We've seen Kiwi get a few goals. Radic Foxa seems to be trending upward in the goal scoring department. But this third line, the way they play and the way they provide depth, energy, scoring opportunities. It's just spectacular. It's fantastic for this team. It's something that they've desperately needed. And the captain of all people, Jamie Benn, has stepped up 
and been a huge provider of just that. I mean, the stars, I mean, what else could you ask for? If you're the teammates, the coach, the front office from your captain of the team who has been under a lot of fire over the last handful of seasons, just same, seemingly you know, talking about the fact that maybe he's started to fall off. He's starting to regress a little bit as he ages, but Jamie Ben seems to have found the same fountain of youth that Joe Pavelski has been swimming in over the past few seasons. And we talked about Jason Robertson in his fantastic run through the month of November, but right behind him in the points department is none other than the Stars captain, Jamie Ben. 10 goals, 13 assists, 23 points in total, and 14 games played in the month of November. He is second in points. You talk about Jason Robertson should be the first star of the month in the NHL. And you have to assume Jamie Benn is going to get that second or third star. I say you assume, I, I don't know if the NHL is going to give two stars to two players from the same team, even if they both do deserve it. A few other good players this month, Nikita Kucherov and Eric Carlson from San Jose, just to name a couple those guys have been great as well, but you look at what Ben has done based on what the expectations were for him going into this season, and he's just blown people away, uh, which has just been great to see. And if he's Jamie, it's just business as usual for him. He's not going to say anything extra or add anything extra in the way he carries himself. He's still going to be the same old Jamie Ben that we've seen and come to know and love in Dallas. He's going to keep his head down. He's going to continue to work hard, and he's going to continue to invest and pour into Wyatt Johnston and Ty Delandria while they still play on the same line. And it seems like we're starting to see two young players develop into true NHL superstars. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Remember to subscribe on YouTube if you're watching on there and you haven't subscribed already. You can also follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. We are free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. And Spotify Wrapped is coming up. If you go through your Spotify Wrapped and see Locked on Stars in your top five of podcasts, be sure to let us know on social media. Uh, if That'd be really cool to see our podcast in people's top fives. We have some really great listeners who I know tune in every single day of the week to get the latest up and analysis on the Dallas Stars. And we'll actually be back here tomorrow with a mailbag episode. Be on the lookout on Twitter and on the YouTube community tab page for the mailbag prompt. We got a couple days off in a row, Wednesday and Thursday, or excuse me, Tuesday, today and Wednesday, no games, and the Stars back in action on Thursday night at home against the Anaheim Ducks. So we're going to take a little bit of time to step back from game previews and analysis and breakdowns and just do some mailbag questions. Fire your questions away about the Dallas Stars on Twitter and the YouTube community tab. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Hope you enjoy your Tuesday, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. 